was cold outside. It was one of the coldest days of 2022. I had two nights to deal with one of the greatest R&B acts in history. Never met her before, but all I can say is that she had every man in the building in tears. And not like tears like, oh, she's beautiful tears. She is a beautiful human being. But she had people in like, this is my grandmother tears. These are my great-grandmother tears. These are the tears of the people that have, you know, sacrificed for me. That's Mickey Howard. She gives you everything that you could ever imagine from your favorite auntie, from the fun life to the party life to the humble life, and she can do all of that in 70 minutes. What's interesting about that is being able to experience that magic in a place like Blues Alley. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. Check, check, check one, check two, check, check. from D.C. Do you remember the first time you ever stepped foot in Blues Alley? I went to see Phyllis Hyman and I would go to see Phyllis anytime she was there and I was in town or even if I was in New York, I would come down sometimes. So the very first time was to see Phyllis Hyman. It was always a really amazing place. There's just something in that place that feels great. I remember very vividly the first time I visited D.C. Do you? I came to D.C. to perform Come Share My Love. Uh, we were uh, doing a promotional tour. And we came there and we did a club. And they were bringing me money on the stage. I had never experienced that in my life. <laughs> I mean, I got like $300 that I will never forget that. I will never forget that. And yeah, I used to take the train down from uh, New York or whatever we were working because I hate flying, you know. I'm not, you know, good. So we would take the train and everything and get in and have dinner. Always wonderful restaurants. And my wow. very first time performing, they gave me money on the stage, honey. <laughs> you like, I'm coming back here. I'm booking dates. Welcome, Mickey Howard. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you got booked at Blues Alley and what it was like walking in that place after having been there and seeing the great Phyllis Hyman? It was daunting. Oh, wow. Because it's a different standard and there's a different tinger that you must come out of yourself with. 
It's a place that you're not to be yourself. It's a place that you're to give yourself. Ooh. And you have to learn that. You know, coming in from doing a lot of R&B and stuff like that, you can't come in there with that boom, boom, bang, bang. <laughs> you know, there's another tender feeling that you must bring in there with you. Yeah. Basically, like, we're born into music royalty. Like, uh, your, your Sunday dinners and times at your home is like a who's who guest list of some of the most iconic voices of our time. Did you know you were sitting in such richness at the time? Did you get it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, we adored and admired Aretha Franklin, you know, so much. You know, she made it out into the, into the world. and You know, the Sam Cooks and stuff like that. Um, basically everybody that was in music came from gospel music at that time. Mm -hmm. So I thought that everybody was this way in the whole world. I didn't know. And it's still weird to me, you know, to meet people that are not um, artistic, you know, or musically inclined or some sort of an artist. I just totally grew up with artists and uh, civil rights leaders. You could have come out much earlier than you did. I know you started out with a group and then it feels like you, when you were ready, you launched. 
Like, what was the trajectory of you of you coming out on your own as a solo artist? Did you feel ready? Is that what you always wanted? Well, I always wanted to be a solo artist, yes. I got into the group because I was so very young. I was 16. And nobody really, in those days, it wasn't like it is that. Of course, they've always wanted the young ones, but they wanted you to groom you. Mm. You know, and you can't sign anything until you're 21, uh, at the very least 18. So at 16, they they were on a grooming quest, which included being in Side Effect, which was an awesome, awesome learning ground. There couldn't have been a better one for me. Share My Love, did you imagine that the album would just hit us in the head the way it did? I had no idea. I had been making uh, music all my life and we had, you know, some successes and some, uh, you know, mostly just locally and, you know, everybody knew who I was in in California, in my little, in my little arena and, and we didn't expect, you know, like, really, really, you know, to be that successful. We just, I just want to do great music. And I was so excited and happy to have very fine people working with me that knew what they were doing. It wasn't necessarily the music. It was the people working the music. It was the Sylvia Rose, the Dwayne Cunningham in D.C. It was, you know, the Vanita Starks. Those are promotion people across the country that actually walked into radio stations and television stations and, you know, really put the music in the hands and ears of the public. So they were the ones to get the credit, really. And I'll give you Jazz, R&B, gospel, and even some classics like the Billie Holiday tribute. Do you have a favorite genre? I enjoy singing jazz, uh, as they call it now. It used to be, you know, pop. (laughs) I like jazz and I love to listen to it. And uh, I I really enjoy big band music, um, especially the trumpet and right now I'm uh I'm on a 
Lee Morgan, I can't get enough of him. I don't know how he made so much music in so little time. But yeah, those are my favorite. And here to sing Imagination is Mickey Howard. study? Like, do you still work your craft? Do you feel like you, you got it? Hell no, I don't feel like I have it. <laughs> Every day it changes along with me, you know, and the most difficult thing is to, if people want to go down memory lane with those old songs that I sang in my 20s, I feel, oh God, sometimes I feel mortified. You know, a lot of times it's like it's it's triggering, you know, and, and you and you have to step over that hurdle. For me, I have to step over the hurdle of the memories of the songs and the times of recording the songs. I don't feel that way anymore. But for memory's sake, you know, for sentimental reasons, I'll do these things with you and for you. But in general, I, I don't I'm not there. And so where I am now it is it is a constant uh, learning and rethinking and 
and um, reshaping and bending notes and really enjoying painting this canvas, you know, with a new song, a new phrase. These are things that, that make it interesting and fun for me. I always wondered how artists like you felt when people approach you and talk to you about something from 86 and 87 and 89, right? You know, folks who haven't necessarily been growing with how you've been changing and evolving. And it's very interesting and honest of you to say, hey, it's a bit triggering. Like those, that's not where my headspace is anymore. I'm not 20, I'm not 30. And you're evolving with your times. But it's very interesting that you would say that. I appreciate that transparency. And then like, you can end up imitating yourself. You know, I, you know, I literally, I am really the sum of my feelings, emotions, experiences and things like that. And I bring that to the microphone every time. time, 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 time. I'm looking forward to coming to Blues Alley August 5th and 6th. I don't remember how many shows, but I'm going to be there for all of them. <laughs> I hope so. I'm coming for you for that second show. Blues Alley, August 5th and 6th. I'm going to be in the building. I'm excited to see you. Uh, you guys, bring your children. Oh, yay. You know, um, yeah, bring your kid. Man. I don't have a babysitter or whatever. Bring your kid. These are the things they should come to and see. I love that. And you know what? We may bring the babies. One of them is a, a budding singer at the age of seven. We may have her come in and sit and see how one of our greatest treasures of all time does it on stage. That would be great for her. I never get going to see Aretha Franklin and Bobby Blue Bled. My mom took me. And in those days, they, you took your kids to a supper club. It's great. It is great. And you are great. Thank you so much for getting up early. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very much looking forward to this show. You know how to get your tickets? You can visit Blues Alley's box office or go online, bluesalley.com, and listen. Ain't nobody like Mickey. <laughs> Into the next sound check.
nobody 